Welcome, everybody, to Ben and Eric's podcast. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently, again. For our first segment, we'll be reviewing Marcel the Shell with shoes on for the movie section, as always. For the TV segment, we're reviewing The Last of Us, a show Eric and I have both seen in full. So enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. How are you today, Eric? Uh, I am. My back hurts, Ben. Uh, The trip to Philly kind of took it out of me, Mm -hmm. uh, sitting in very uncomfortable Citizens Bank Park. Seats, it's a I terrible think. stadium. Just <laughs> but uh, no, I should have been fine. But uh, I don't know. A little tennis before I left kind of contributed to it, and oh. um, I'm just out of uh, out of practice. So uh, I'm a trooper. I'm lying down doing this episode. So I will. Uh, <clears throat> I will just power through. How are well, you? The, f- the fans appreciate you. I appreciate you and your I know the cards and letters have podcast. been rolling in, so I really appreciate the well wishes. Well, that's the thing. Our, our Q&A, for our Spotify listeners, our Q&A is open. We are definitely the smallest podcast you guys listen to, so we will <laughs> respond to whatever you guys say. So if you want to ask us questions, comments, concerns, go to our Spotify and check it out. Say whatever you want. We'll respond to it. Okay. I'm feeling good. Uh, just woke up, had some leftovers for breakfast, got in the studio, plugged in the expensive headphones, got the mic in front of me, and I'm ready to record. So let's get into it. Marcel, it. the show with shoes on. When did you watch this, Eric? Uh, <clears throat> might have been almost a year ago, maybe mm. eight, nine months ago. Um, 2021 movie. <clears throat> Uh, directed by Dean, Dean Fleischer Camp. Yep. Uh, written by him and Jenny Slate. <clears throat> Excuse me, and Nick Paley. And um, yeah, uh, everyone's seen the trailer. Everyone knows what this is about. I think um, some stop motion animation, right? Is that what you uh-huh. call it? Claymation. Yeah. So I think so. Marcel, the show with shoes on, is a really cute. It's about a really cute shell. One inch tall. He's a mollusk named Marcel. But it is animated. So, they recorded this practically is some shots are stop motion animated, which makes sense. Some of it's just easier to animate him uh, as a toy and like take a million pictures of it and turn it into stop motion animation. Other things I think are 3D animated, like CG. Because when you're really close up on him, you can't really do stop motion without it looking like it. So I think, honestly, it looks like animation sometimes. Yeah, and when, then, when his lips are when his lips are moving, yeah, like, yeah when, <clears throat> when he's speaking, right. Mm-hmm. And then for the really long shots where like he's pretty far away, I think they just use a practical like two D toy, and that's kind of it. So this. What did you think of this film when you watched it? Uh, well, I <clears throat> I loved it. I thought it was cute. Um, I thought it was clever. Uh, I'd never seen anything like it. It was like a great, you know, documentary satire um, take on, you know, a documentary. There, there's sort of a 60 minutes kind of uh, real world interview weaved into this. So it, it really felt like a documentary in terms of this, you know, shell 
<clears throat> Marcel going viral and then weaving in some 60 minutes piece into it. So it was really clever. Um, just re- I, the thing I took away from it is it was sweet. It was really well written. Um, mm-hmm. I could tell that this was a script that was tight. Um, one thing I learned about uh, the writing of this, doing some research, is that Jenny Slate and Dean were, who also is in the movie, Dean is in the movie as. Yeah, the, and Jenny main, Slate also the, is in the movie. Right. She's the voice of, of Marcel, Marcel, but yeah. Dean is the human who is interfacing with, uh, with Marcel. They used to be married back in oh. 2012 to 2016. And they actually made this movie after they were not married any longer. Mm. So you can tell, and they did write this in three, this was written starting in 2010 in three parts as sort of short films. And then they realized they had a complete film and then they made it into one after they were no longer married. So you can tell that the script is really polished, that it is, it doesn't feel rushed in terms of creating the script. It feels like they punched it up really well. Oftentimes I'll watch a movie and there'll be, it'll clearly have needed a punch up and they didn't do it. Hmm. This one did have that and it felt really tight and strong and didn't have any uh, weak points to it. So, so on that topic, I will disagree with you, but Hmm. I think this is the only point where we diverge in our opinions on this movie, because to me, I was not that interested in the, the intro and introducing and world building in the first 20 minutes that you got to pay attention to. But I think after that, when just stuff is happening around the house and there's not too much conflict and, but, but you understand what's happening to me, that was a little bit slow. And so for about 20 minutes in the beginning of the film, I was a little bit worried. Like, is this movie going to drag? Cause it, it was dragging for me. It was dragging in the first, within the first, only within the first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we got to a point where things started ramping up. And, you know, despite the small size, I think it was mostly, I think it was mostly after he went viral. He's just like, the world isn't how I thought it was. And to me, I was like, I was kind of bored with that just because, I mean, I guess like of course like of course the world's not how you think it is like the world's not how I think it is but whatever we're still like here anyways that does not mean that does not mean I did not like this movie I adored this movie oh. the 60 minutes interview is so cute the converse all the conversations between Connie his grandmother and Marcel are incredible like Connie is so wise um and amazing and she is like a perfect character to accompany marcel on his journey and his uh his like coming of age story so i cr- okay I, i'll let it i'll let this one fly i cried like four separate times during this movie <laughs> uh-huh. it was like it was incredible i don't know whether i thought the voice was cute or whether like i just thought marcel was a really well-written character i'm not sure but like at four separate points, I got tissues. It was it was <laughs> shocking to me. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe I was so invested, especially because almost an hour earlier I wasn't actually that invested. I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of boring. I wish it would speed up right now. Hmm. So 
for the second two thirds of the movie to just blow me away and really pull on my heartstrings in like a perfect way. I was, I was not only shocked, but I was like relishing and like li- really living in it and just like being all consumed by this little shell mm. who I had, I had no idea could teach me so much about family and the passage of time and, mm. and like overcoming your fears and all that. It was like, wow, this is really something. Yeah. And, and I think you probably don't give the first 20 minutes the justice that it, that it deserves because clearly they had done a number on you and, and built up the character and got yeah. you invested to the point where the last half of it, you know, brought a punch with it. Right. So <clears throat> you may not want to sort of consciously realize that the first half worked on you, but it clearly did. Yeah, it, it did. Um, but I, I was just a little bit bored, you know. No, anyways, I got it. I got it. They 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 were they were building the world, which was very strange, and yeah. I think they needed to like, how does he get around? How does he live? How does he eat? Um, so you know, what are his relationships with like you know with other shells and other humans? Yeah. So it's it's odd as hell. Uh, I don't think you know that. I don't know of a movie like this, except you have to probably go to some kind of Pixar thing with maybe Ratatouille or something where there's a not thought about being like a rat and how does he fit in the world? Yeah. Um, So that was certainly a challenge. So I would like to say um, there's, there's some funny people with a really small, but important cameos. Uh, Andy Richter is Mario um, plays Mario. Uh, I won't, I won't explain who Mario is, but Nathan Fielder's also in it. Um, Mm. there's a few comedians that I was scrolling down the IMDb. I was a little bit shocked to see because I, I really didn't know. I had no idea Jenny Slate was a part of this the Mm. whole time. Um, so to see like some of, to see her and her being funny, um, I, I would really like to, okay. On that topic, the laughter in this movie is like super rich and like really adorable um mm-hmm. really engaging and genuine uh usually like i don't think laughter is that important in a movie all the time it's usually just like uh because like imagine doing like 17 takes of you laughing like it gets painful at a certain point like it's okay i'm trying to be i'm trying to like enjoy the moment but we're on like take 16 we can't i can't do this much longer mm-hmm. so um yeah, yeah it was, the, it was the laughter nat- was really yeah naturally occurring and infectious right. and yeah, I think that goes back to the writing, uh, really, frankly, where <clears throat> where it all of the conversations that this one inch shell has with both humans and other objects that are normally inanimate just felt incredibly natural, and and therefore the 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 laughter when they when they crack a joke or when Marcel says something funny and people laugh, it just felt like two people having a conversation where one of them thought it was clever Mm -hmm. and it just, I thought that part of it was really great. I will sort of, I will sort of bring it, bring us down a little bit in terms of my overall feeling in the movie and uh, that it, it it was great in the area of, uh, you know, insight into grief and insight into loss and, and getting out in the world and the, 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 the passing of the torch from one generation to the next and all that, that was really great. And I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, but I got to tell you months after having seen it, it's like, 
it doesn't maintain the punch. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not rushing back to see it again. Um, I, I certainly did cry the first time I see it. I probably cry if I saw it again, but it wasn't like it, it didn't blow me away in that regard. So, so I just haven't thought about it a lot. That makes sense. Cause it's like the stakes. I mean, well, the stakes are kind of high. If you like really relate to Marcel subjectively, the stakes mm-hmm. are pretty high. They get high eventually. Um, but I, I get it. It's like kind of a small movie. It's a, uh, I think this, I get that like you've seen it a while ago and it would be like, it would be strange for you to come back to this kind of movie. This doesn't seem like the movie you would come back to. So I'll give you that. Like, that's fine. But this isn't like, this is a movie worth coming back to. I think for anyone who found it like interesting, like at least see it again. Mm -hmm. You can all, you can always see this movie once and not like it. But if you see it once and you really do like it, I think this, I, I could totally see myself seeing this again within the next like month or so. I probably won't because I have other movies that I want to watch and I'm doing other stuff. But if this movie was on and I just and someone was like, watch this with me, I'd be like, OK, yeah, let's let's do that. Like, this is the cutest movie. Let's uh, let's just engage with this. Like, this is fun. I would watch it again if I wanted to really share it with someone else. But I, I'm I don't think I would normally go back to it. You talk about being relatable. You know, when you find a good movie that's sad, it's because you can maybe see a little bit of yourself in the individual that's going through something. Neither one of us are a one-inch shell, so it's it's hard to relate. I mean, if if you're mm. dealing with yourself as like you know a, a grandparent that just passed, for instance, you know, it's like that's that's something you can relate to. But yeah. otherwise, um, it's you, the, the the Venn diagram of me and Marcel is doesn't overlap too much but it's not it's not really about that though it's really about like i get that you can't relate to being one inch tall but you can relate to like life uh taking you places that you have really no control over well here you go you're you're going into sophomore year of college you're 19 years old that is a massive transition from you know living in the same house your entire life and then not uh-huh. for the last year plus. So like, there you go. I think we just figured it out. Right. Because um, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't had that many like, Oh, this is a massively new experience for me and I have to adjust. So I think we kind of figured it out where you're coming from and where I'm coming from and mm. uh, how you're perceiving this movie versus me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Well, we figured it out. We're so smart. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you rate this on Letterboxd? This is a four and a half star movie. Oh, and only a half, only a half. It's not five stars because the beginning was a little slow. I couldn't really give it five stars because I thought the beginning was a little bit like. Right. Mm. Just short of perfect for you. Got it. Yeah. But beyond adorable, super cute, super amazing, incredible yeah. storytelling. Um, yeah. I, I really like. My notes were like, I have nothing. I have nothing to say. Like this movie, like go see it. It's super. Like I, I wrote cute, adorable, lovely. Love the voice. Super cute. Love the world building. I that was like five separate notes for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just go watch this movie. It's really it's well worth your time. It's only ninety minutes. Find someone you care about and and watch this movie with them, and you'll end up both crying, and you'll feel closer to each other at the end of it. Probably, who knows. I think that's right on.
Uh, it's also like a mockumentary kind of style movie. So I would call it like one of the best mockumentary movies since like the big short, just like with the way the camera zooms and, um, and like the creators, the creator Dean is like in it as himself creating it. So it's kind of meta, but it doesn't really linger on that. It's fun the way it is. Go see it. I mean, it's hilarious dialogue. Jenny Slate is great. I had no idea it was Jenny Slate. So if you're a fan, go watch it. I think it's, I agree. I think it's on Showtime. Is that where you watched it? Or I'm not going to ask where you watched it. <laughs> hey, where did you watch it? <laughs> it's Showtime, right? So um, if you're a 19 year old and you know how to get in the dark web, I'm not going to ask you to reveal yourself there. But, um, but yeah, I think it's Showtime right now. Okay. Well, it definitely has both our recommendations. If you saw, if you heard about this movie and decided to pass it up because it's a little bit strange, I get it, but this movie is well worth your time. And you heard it here like a year later, so <laughs> you didn't quite hear it here first, but go see it. Uh, that's it for Mar- Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Up next is The Last of Us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. In this section, we'll be reviewing The Last of Us. There's a little caveat to this. We're not doing it like the way we usually do, where I watch a couple episodes and Eric's seen the whole thing. We've both seen the full series. It's only one season. The episodes are about an hour to an hour and a half long, but there's only about 10 episodes. So, or nine episodes. So me and Eric both saw this. Eric saw it first and convinced me to see it. Let's talk about The Last of Us starring um, Pedro uh, Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yep. And Bella Ramsey. Yeah. So, yep. Eric, what made you watch this show first? Uh, wow. That's and uh, buckle up. So, um, I have a PlayStation at 57 years old, and mm-hmm. it is a prized possession now. And, um, got into it for sports games, but then I had heard HBO was going to be making this game into a series. And I had heard about this game before and I thought, Oh, this would be cool. This game looks like it's, I could kind of like it, you know, apocalyptic uh, walk around cities that are devastated. And yeah, the zombie fighting thing wasn't, wasn't the exciting part. I like the exploring nature of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me try to get this game in before the show comes out. And the game was released in two parts uh, over a few years. It's like, uh, it got to be five plus years that the first game came out. And uh, my God, I was consumed by this game. I thought it was just incredible storytelling. As I got through the first just few days of playing part one of the game, uh, I thought, of course. I mean, this is, it's like, it is like a movie script. It is like a screenplay taking place in front of you that you control. So it was amazing, and I thought it was a no-brainer that it be a TV show. So um, this was last, you know, fall, winter kind of thing. No, no, no. This was a uh, no. Was like sorry, February. when I played the game, when oh, I played okay. the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played the game in the uh, late last year, and just uh, just ate it up. And then when part one ended, I'm like, part two is a ten dollar game. Uh, you're, I'm, they're leaving a whole lot of money on the table because I'd pay a lot more for the part two than than 10 bucks so uh yeah just absolutely loved both both 
games part one and part two and then the show came around and i was you know in front of my tv legs crossed like a little kid watching first episode so i have no experience with the video game um i do have a playstation but really my brother aaron just plays it um i don't i don't a video game i kind of like i've i've i play minecraft that's it that, those are my video games minecraft and so I have no, I had no idea this was a game before they were releasing it, and this was also during my like severe, severe hatred for IP and video game movies. Like when I heard they were doing more and more video game movies, like when I heard the Super Mario Brothers movie was coming out, and they were doing this kind of show, I was like, the world is ending. It's over. Mm-hmm. Movies are done. Cinema is dead. It's over. It's it's finished. So, I I came into this series with like a, I hate you towards the show um so with that being said the show was good the show was good it received massive amounts of press i think it was hbo's top show for a long time really until succession came out it was probably hbo's best-selling thing and succession came out like months after this after the show so i watched it not really when everybody else did a little bit after, you know, I, I, I made sure to take my skeptical time, but when I got into it, I was a little bit like, uh, what did Eric get me into? But Hmm. it was still engaging. So what did you think when you first started watching this? Was it like an immediate sell? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, if it, it centers around the characters, Joel, played by Pedro Pascal and Ellie, who is uh, played by Bella Ramsey. Ellie is, is 14 years old in the first, um, the first part of this first season, but she's played by a 19 year old, you know, very tiny Bella Ramsey. So she can pull that off. Um, she was 17 when, it was, when she was first cast. And, and so they, they, they do a lot of sort of throwing those two together in the first episode Mm-hmm. By ha- by chance, and then the relationship builds from there. Um, so I was <clears throat> I was looking forward to it. I, I didn't want to have a skeptical eye because the game was so impacting to me and to the gaming community. Everyone talked about this game from a co- company called Naughty Dog Productions as like the pinnacle of first person video game. Mm-hmm. Like it, they thought this was the perfect game because of the way the relationships were built the gameplay, the, the, and you end up having a relationship with these characters really. So, and that's sort of the story aspect of it, the screenplay aspect of it. You feel like you're watching and participating in a movie. So I was, I was optimistic, but I was also really cautious because I was like thinking, don't ruin this for me, HBO. Like don't fuck this up because if you make me like not care about these characters, um, then I'm going to be really pissed off because I invested so much time in them. Uh, and I can tell you, episode one, there were some haters on Bella playing Ellie uh, because people felt that way. People had a relationship with Ellie and Bella didn't look like Ellie and that's okay. <laughs> Frankly, Pedro looked a lot like Joel and acted the way like Joel acted in the game. Yeah. So there was there was that, but... By episode two, the gaming community was like, yeah, I was wrong. She's amazing in this, and uh, I take it all back. So they, I think they got near 100% sign-off from the gamers in the world. Uh, 
um, to, to be bought into the show. And I was, I was in from the first minute of episode one. Um, it's a li- so yeah, actually knowing you, 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 I was about to make fun of you calling yourself a gamer, but knowing it, you've been playing iPad, mobile <laughs> games, PS, PS4 games, uh, all, all those. Wait, do you have a PS5? I do. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That checks out. PS5. <laughs> Cadillac. Sure. Yeah. Um, you are a gamer, Eric. You've been playing games since I've known you. You're like level 6,000 on Candy Crush, I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk like this. The show definitely lived up to the hype for everybody who was a fan already. But coming as a fan, like coming as someone watching it who had no idea what the game was like and frankly didn't care because I was just watching the TV show. The IMDb is a little bit atrocious. I I mentioned it earlier um, off the air, (laughs) but the first two episodes are rated really highly and that's fine. You know, I wasn't blown away by the first two episodes. But okay, people really liked the show. People really liked the characters, and they didn't have to develop the characters all that much because their actors are pretty good, mm-hmm. and uh, people people apparently knew these knew these characters for years before this. So, um, the third episode, I'd really like to talk about this third episode. It's it's a little bit horrific that it's rated an eight point zero when the first two episodes are rated a nine point one. Agreed. Let's just let's just break this down because to me the third episode is by far the best episode in this show, like without question. Um, people people like latched on to certain things, certain aspects of other episodes, and they're like, "This is why it's so good." Like this kid is playing such a good role. I, I really, this kid is so relatable. Whatever, um, you're wrong. But this third episode is like. How they got this much of a break, like how they took this kind of liberty once and then didn't take it again, because frankly, this was by far the most moving. And I think this episode will last a lot longer than than the show. I just think if 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 I were to show any of of film students, I would show the third episode and nothing else. Mm. If I was like, this is how you make an episode of, this is how you make a long format episode of TV. This is how you make a ninety-minute movie. I would show them the third episode. Agreed, agreed. It, it, and just a quick backstory on it: the third episode features Bill and Frank, these two characters that are in the game, but mm-hmm. nowhere near. They don't go into the in the game. They don't nearly go into the depth of their relationship. You, they, they really just kind of gloss over it. And the third episode is is an area where. Um, Neil Druckmann, the creator of the game, and Craig Mazin, the main writer here, uh, decided, like, let's dig deep on this relationship and expand on what the, what wasn't in the game. And it becomes, like, like, the best Black Mirror episode ever in terms of how these two navigate through this, um, this new world they're in. So I agree with you completely. The, the, it's, the, low, rate, the low rating on IMDb is probably more... Um, haters, I don't want to spoil the episode, but there are some, let's just call them hardcore right-wingers that may take issue with the main sort of subject of this episode. Um, and that's a shame. And I don't think it's going to stop anybody from watching the series. So yeah. um, it so- is, It is like you said, they could have done a 90, 120 minute movie on this episode alone. And would be one of the you know better movies of the year. Uh-huh. So the the 
average rating, like about like seventy thousand people rate each episode on average. I'd say that's like where we're at. But um, two hundred and twenty thousand people rated the the third episode. Yeah. So I get there was a lot of the haters. There's a lot of controversy, and so like the rating might be a little like fans of the show might have rated it really really highly. Not fans, maybe tank the rating a little bit. So yeah. I'll give you, I'll give them that. But um, yeah, there there are other episodes like the fifth episode, Endure and Survive, where they cross paths with um characters who are really not that Im- that important. I'm not gonna like, I don't, I don't like this kid, um, kid Sam Burrell. Uh, he's a character that I think people really really liked. Um, who is who was is nominated a, for an Emmy for his performance? He is a deaf kid from um, Bowie, Mar- Bowie, Maryland, in real life. The the actor, oh. and he plays a deaf kid in the show, and he it, it's phenomenal the work he does. Really, just quite amazing. So yeah, that that's a great example of how they within minutes they get you invested in these these new characters, right? And yeah, so you are bought in. 100%. Definitely haven't seen the series in a little bit, but a little bit shocked to see the IMDb has um Joel or Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are the only characters with 10 episodes. The other characters all have 3 or below episodes. But really the episodes are so long and engaging that it's you think you're with them for a long long time and um and so it's like it's not surprising to see that this character is only in two or three episodes, but it definitely feels like they were in it for half the show, because they they, they do leave quite a impression on the audience, and they also leave quite an impression on um, our characters. So, the l- let me let me throw a couple other factoids here. Um, the the main writer Craig Mazin also wrote Chernobyl, the twenty nineteen mm. HBO. Uh, docudrama it's more of a drama but it's um it's fully you know fictitious it doesn't have any documentary core documentary pieces in it um and and that show was i think probably the best show of 2019 it was five episodes it was uh just a gut punch of a show and it was incredibly well done and then i i followed craig and Druckmann through like the episode by episode breakdown of the last of us and got insight into their writing process. It's like, oh, no wonder the Last of Us is so good. It's because these guys did a ton of research. They collaborated incredibly well together. Druckmann, being the creator of The Last of Us, the game, was involved at every step of the way. So you knew you you were gonna, you know, stay true to what made the game so good. And yeah, it's like it was the perfect recipe. If you're putting a recipe together for a fantastic nine episode season uh, of some core legacy material, this is the way you do it. You got to have a great writer on the TV side. You have to have the legacy creator of the game itself be involved intimately. And then it's okay to take some, uh, take some challenges and risks a la episode three, right. With, uh, with um, Nick Offerman and Mm -hmm. Murray Bartlett, who was the one of the main characters of, um, uh, White Lotus season one and Offerman obviously doing fantastic work here. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's near the top of my list for shows, uh, last year for sure. 
um, or I guess this year is it, it is this year. So yeah, it is, 20, it is early 2023. It is top one, two for sure. Um, but I come with a lot of bias, but having, again, having played the game, the fact that I love the show, you know, people always say, I love the book more than the movie, right? When you see a book, mm-hmm. when you read a book and then you yeah. watch the movie, yeah. no one ever really comes out of that and says, Oh, the movie was so much better than the book. That's rare. Uh-huh. Uh, in this case, the adaption adaptation let's say um was just as good and i i can't wait for season two um quick jump ahead of that they're talking about breaking season two up into two parts um maybe call it a two b or a season three uh but the fact that they're going to start addressing part two of the game is so exciting to me because that part two is is uh as good as part one so here's okay are we spoiling this is this a this is not a we've done a pretty good job so far of not um, spoiling it yeah yeah so tread lightly so tread lightly okay because yeah. i do want to talk about the ending because if there is anything i have a problem with it is that this series started and it it knew where it was going to finish so i don't think i have a problem with that i just have a <laughs> i have a slight issue with where it was finishing like i i actually like I think the characters didn't I don't think it was leading up to the way it ended and I to me the ending was like oh oh okay like I guess we could do it this way but I was definitely not impressed with the ending. Mm. I remember I remember talking to the talking to you about this yeah. with with the ending and my problem was like oh this was the most predictable ending I've ever fucking seen. Um mm. And I, I didn't quite have a problem with it. Well, I kind of did. I did. I had a lot of problems with the ending. I won't get into it because I don't want to spoil it. But the I ending, would... I, I guess if you, I think the perspective, your perspective is so different than mine because you've seen the video, because you play the video game. So like, you're like, oh, this is a great ending. But to me, it just at, from a strictly, strictly nine episode television series, I did not agree with this ending. I did that's, not. That's fair. I like will. It. I will... I will agree with you on this point. I'm not going to be um, a wholehearted defender of the show. You're not going to be case. an apologist for the, Correct. <laughs> for the no, last No, no. I will Thank say you. that to end this and make it an ending of a TV show that mapped to the game was the highest of high wire acts for sure. And they did a pretty decent job. They didn't do a fantastic job. It should not, it should not discourage anyone from watching the series because they had to do what they had to do and they had to prep for season two and leave you wanting more. So, um, well, yeah. I wanted more from that last episode. No, I get it. I get it. But they, I'm, I'm telling you, as someone that, that knows what happens next and then next and then next, it's mm-hmm. like they did the best that they could. Let me just okay. put it that way. So here's, here's the thing where I think we, here's what we should do with this show. I don't know if I'm going to see season two. I, I, I do know what will end up happening, though. I know I won't strongly desire to see season two. And then Eric will be like, dude, you got to see it. Like, trust me, you got to see it. It's going to be well worth your time. It's going to, you're going to love it. You're going to, okay, just watch season two. I'll be like, okay, fine. I'll watch, I'll watch season two, Eric. And then I'll be like, okay, it was, it didn't disappoint me. Um, thank you for making me watch that. That's what's going to end up happening. But my feelings right now, and I'm going to stand, I'm going to stick with this is I'm, I, I don't feel like watching season two. 
That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I, let me give a recommendation to the world here, um, our our three plus listeners, that <laughs> episode one is great for character building. So you'll get a sense for do I give a shit about these characters? And if you walk away from episode one saying I do not, then uh, move on. Just completely move on because you're it's not going to pay off for you. See, episode two very much gets you into the zombie world. So like prep there's some of that sprinkled into the, the as well if you're skittish about that or really don't like that kind of tv and i'm sort of on the edge of caring about that stuff um then just understand that does come up again and then season three is almost three. i'm sorry episode three is a bit of a standalone it is the nick offerman murray bartlett masterpiece and frankly um i think i showed my wife that episode only because it's like you can show anyone that episode and not have to see anything else about the game or series. And it will be like, you'll be blown away. Yeah. So that's a great, you could even start with floored by You might even start with that episode. And I think that'll, that'll probably sell you on the rest of it. You see, you see, you could start with that episode. So why do we have the first two episodes? Because you got to give us, you got to give us Jake, you got to give us uh, Ellie and, and and uh and marlene pedro, pedro pascal a little bit of marlene but but you got to give us joel and ellie if you sure. if you could start the series at episode three nope nope you would have lost all of us we would have flamed it where Come is joel on. where is ellie you see him in episode four. Oh my god i'm not i mean let's not even go there please okay I've been withholding my fandom and my like withhold it you've been be, <laughs> you've been you've been drowning us in your fan. I haven't raised my voice one bit and you're getting me fired up, dude. They're in Kansas anyway, for a long time. We, just like gave, it's everyone, a, it's a we gave everyone a very solid there. episode guide here. Um, you can go one, two, three. You can go three, one, two and figure out if you want to go four through nine after that. Just watch episode three if you like <laughs> art. <laughs> if you like good TV, watch episode three. That's a true statement. Beyond that, do we need the do we need the one where uh <laughs> do we need the episode where we like get where we get involved with like the cult ish people no it's good stuff Don't it's part of the it. game it, yeah, they really it's, expand it's part on of the it here. game um it is uh yeah it's top five show for me for sure mm. um way but, way fell down way on my list all right that's all right just not a priority for me to watch but i cannot i cannot convince the world I can only try. You can only try to convince me, yeah, and I'll I'll stay stubborn and thick-headed about this. So you, you yeah, really? No, not me. No. I was just joking. I'm beyond. Stubborn, I'm beyond stubborn. reasonable and <laughs> open-minded. So, okay, that was the Last of Us. Uh, you got a glowing recommendation from Eric. Not so much from me. Hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. Um, again. There's a Q&A on Spotify, so if you just go to the Spotify app or Spotify.com, ask us anything. We love interaction with our audience. Um, and if you have our number, because I think like half of you do, uh, just text us if you want us to say something or uh, if you like the show. So thanks again for all your support. Eric, it was a pleasure recording with you once again. Same, same. All right. Take care. Bye.